Welcome to the Endless Wealth Podcast. I'm a mama of two little ones, owner of a multi seven-figure real estate portfolio, and I'm your host, Sarah Miskelly. My mission is to show ambitious, high-performing women in business how they can stop chasing money at work and start making passive cash flow and build wealth from real estate investing. Just be ready because with the right ideas and advice me and my phenomenal guests will share in each episode, you will see things differently than you ever thought possible. All right, let's get into this week's episode. All right, so today I wanted to talk about the best ever conference. So I attended this two weeks ago, and it was essentially like the best ever <laughs> commercial real estate uh, conference. So I thought, hey, look, this is one I got to go to. Everybody was hyping it up, and it did not disappoint. Let me tell you, the speakers were top notch, and I really wanted to share a few of the key things that I learned from this conference that I had not seen in blog posts or on the internet, they were actually like unique, cool things and trends that are really, really critical, especially in this economic climate that we're in, um, to kind of have a voice and a reason for like what's going on. Um, so I definitely want to share that with everybody today. Uh, my top four commercial real estate trends to watch in 2023. So it was a great conference. Like I said, it was aside from like losing my wallet and staying in like a low budget kind of like ghetto sticky <laughs> carpet motel um, because the bougie hotel was all sold out. Shout out to my new friend Ellie, who actually let me stay at her really, really nice Airbnb. That was awesome. Completely changed the entire experience for me. And now I have a new like commercial real estate bestie. So there are actually really cool young women in this industry, which I was pleasantly surprised to meet. Um, now I really want to get into some of the comments and trends that stood out to me. So the first one was a description of what the environment we're in is called. So we've heard so much about like rising interest rates and, you know, instability in multifamily, for example, just insurance costs rapidly increasing a lot of the deals that were being done before we got into this kind of recessive high interest rate environment you know, they were being underwritten in a way that was slightly more aggressive than people would have done if we knew what was coming, which hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But essentially, a lot of these deals now, they're in trouble, right? Like, they are just not uh, performing where they were supposed to be. A lot of the money that was supposed to go out to investors as distribution is actually needed to stay in the deal for CapEx improvements. So there was a lot of conversation about that. But I think at the end of the day, in any industry, in any, you know, economic shift, there's always opportunity to succeed and also learn a ton. So I like the way this was described the environment that we're in is called a VUCA environment. So it's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And the big thing was, look, it's going to keep going on through 2023. That's just naturally going to happen. But one of the kind of like mental shifts that I enjoyed hearing was like, it wasn't that people were doing something wrong. Operators were, you know, really screwing up or screwing with their investors or just making these like completely out of whack, you know, business plans. It's what really happened was interest rates shot up so fast, they shocked and stopped the market. Right. And it's not just that. It's like I said, insurance costs shot up. And I'll give you an example. I know of a multifamily deal that was purchased with about 600000 in insurance. And by closing, that insurance cost was up to $1.3 million. Like, no joke. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, that is totally going to eat into your business model and your profitability. 
So that's kind of like the overall consensus. And at the end of the day, like the interest rates are still extremely low relative to like history. So that's just another kind of a point of, um, you know, point to mention, although it doesn't really help when you are suffering or struggling, but it's just kind of noting that, you know, people aren't um, being idiotic. Not always. People weren't like screwing with people's money. They were doing what worked in the environment that we were in. And unfortunately, that environment shifted so rapidly that, you know, it shocked everybody. And it was actually the Fed's raised rates faster than any time in history faster than any time in history so if you weren't having like an issue in like multifamily or you know in a specific market or a specific property chances are if you're invested somewhere else stocks whatever else crypto you're also struggling right or you've seen a big hit the difference with multifamily is there is still the underlying security of the asset that does not change versus in stocks. I know I had some money in stocks. That money's way down and I have zero expectation of that coming up soon. Right. But it's just kind of shifting, um, you know, even though things are bad, shifting your mentality, being like, look, it's maybe not where I wanted it to be. And my investment is still secure and long-term will be okay. So that was the first one, VUCA environment, volatile, uncertain, compliance, ambiguous. I just loved that term. It's like, you know, splashy. <laughs> All right. So the second big thing that I thought was super cool was learning about the Harry Sofer curve. Okay. It's like a really cool diagram. And what the SOFR is, is the secured overnight financing rate. And it's like a diagram to shows where like money is priced, like trillions of dollars of loans and derivatives. And it had like a bunch of these like tentacle things <laughs> where it showed the prediction from experts about what was likely to happen in the market, like over a certain time span and all the hairy tentacles floating over and around, like what actually happened was all the failed predictions and everything that thought all the experts thought was going to happen. So long story short is most predictions are unreliable and investors always need to be cautious in their assumptions and risk management. And it isn't a bad thing. It's just to really demonstrate that like no one really knows. No one knows. Hence, what happened in the last six months. And just to always be diligent and trust but verify. Like, I'm not saying, you know, we can never, you know, rely on people or never rely on an operator or on investing. But it's just to understand that, like, some things don't go the way that you think it's going to go, even if you are a quote unquote expert. So I thought that was really cool. Now, next one was the office and multifamily markets. So there have been, likely you're aware, a lot of challenges in office space, right? Let's look at technology changes, work habit changes, demographic shifts, remote work, flexible arrangements, hybrid models. So it's really shaping the demand for office space. And investors who are investing in that sector or retail or, you know, like whatever has to do with technology and people shopping or people working in an office, you know, they need to be a little bit more selective. That was kind of the conversation and creative in their strategies. And now like multifamily still is stable 
in the long term. And we have seen vacancy rates, and this is where the correlation comes in for multifamily investors, is vacancy rates have gone up in some cities. And that is to due to example, overdevelopment and affordability issues, um, but also, you know, places where there were maybe supposed to be more people working, there's less because of this shift in how people work. And it's shifting so fast. Like it, look at, look at, look at what happened with remote work. Like we have created whole new industries in like two years, right? There was another point at the conference that, you know, the world is going to change more. I think it was in 2024, 2025 than we've ever seen, like in a much more accelerated pace. And we're just seeing that now with like AI and all the work changes. So it's just being like aware of how that can affect, um, you know, the real estate sectors. I'm still a huge proponent of multifamily because people always need housing. And also with this kind of like remote work vibe lifestyle, a lot of people are renting for longer. Um, So it's just kind of being aware when you're looking and selecting markets to pay attention to those local market demands and to really avoid those oversupply markets. If you need direction on this, definitely just reach out um, to get details on which markets are moving into hyper supply right now, because those may be markets that you do not want to pursue investing wise. Okay. And now for the last thing, we talked about wealth transfer and capital inflow. So one of the most significant trends that will naturally shape the commercial real estate market in the coming years is the massive wealth transfer that is expected to occur as baby boomers pass their assets on to younger generations. So let me just give a great example. My friend Ellie, you know, her family has been in commercial real estate for generations, like three generations, um, very intelligent young woman. And she's now looking at, you know, the the assets are going to get passed down to her and what she's going to do with those funds, right? Like maybe she doesn't want to do this traditional commercial brokerage model or manage, you know, like these huge commercial assets, but with the liquidity that she does have, she was at this conference not to be an operator, but to learn, okay, what can I do with this money responsibly still working within the realm of like real estate, because that's what she knows. And that's what she's familiar with. And her family's had a lot of success with it. But this young woman has this opportunity to look at like what else is available for her. And she was looking at apartment syndications, right. As a way to generate that passive cash flow, build long-term wealth, keep building the wealth her family made, but doing it in a way that is maybe more suitable to the life that she envisions for herself, right? So that was really cool as, as an example of in real time of somebody that I met that was super cool and relatable, but was looking at these things and being diligent about this, this wealth shift that's happening. So there's a lot more people out there like that. And, you know, there is going to be a surge in demand for certain types of properties, for example, senior housing, assisted living, medical facilities, At the same time, like my friend Ellie, there's a lot more capital available for these types of investments in commercial real estate. And there's a lot more vehicles like REITs, syndication, private equity. However, I will say investors should really like balance their appetite for returns um, with the risks that are happening in the market volatility and economic uncertainty. Like, look, last couple years when I was doing passive investments, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I got to get like X amount of return. Now I'm like, girl, give me like a solid 
8% that's stable. It may also be because I have kids now and I'm kind of boring and I'm all like stability, safety first, like all that kind of stuff. But I'm much more inclined to be like, okay, can I get a really stable return in this economic environment where certain things are less stable? Like to me, I'm way happier with that now. So the point being is like, even if you're not getting a return that maybe, you know, like some splashy, flashy return, stability is powerful and these are still like wonderful returns like you're not going to get them to the bank anyways um so it's just like really balancing your expectations so just to summarize the four key things that i learned at this conference were first the environment that we're in is a vuca environment it is here to stay volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous Number two was the Harry Sofer curve. It's even funny to say, but basically what this was, was people don't know much. (laughs) They can always make assumptions about things, but even the experts can be wrong. So it's really important for you to do your own due diligence and be cautious in your assumptions and your own risk management with your investments. The third one was the shift and the change in office and multifamily markets. So with the changing to the work environment, it changes where people live, which can also shift where multifamily is good to invest in and to really be diligent to avoid hyper supply markets. And the fourth was wealth transfer and capital inflows, the shift, the trillions of dollars that are being shifted from the baby boomers onto younger generation and where that money is going to go. And we are seeing so many opportunities in commercial real estate for people to place their capital in a way that works for their lifestyle, to their needs, and doesn't take their time away from doing what they love, aka spending time with your kids, following your passions, or, you know, just not managing tenants, <laughs> which which is fun. So in conclusion, like going to big conferences like this can be so intimidating, I am a young woman. I really have nothing going on about being a woman in in this space. But naturally, you look around, it's a lot of old white men and like big numbers. Like these assets are 20 million, 30 million. People have assets under management, $500 million, right? Like big, big numbers. But I love being a little fish in a big palm. I always seek out these situations because this is where you will grow. And even though there were such big industry names here, at lunch, I would sit down beside, you know, a guy who has a huge multifamily syndication podcast and just chit chat, shoot the shit. And I find like, honestly, if you're just real with people and you, you just let your guard down and have real conversations, like they are so normal. (laughs) They are just farther ahead from you. And it's really cool to like talk with them and really get in their world to stay informed and like really looking up to them too and being like, look, like this person did this. I can do this too. There's really nothing separating me from them. So that's what was really cool about being in this like networking environment as well. So the commercial real estate market is going through a lot of changes. And the more I learn, the more I can ensure my investors are informed and super prepared to adapt for success. So there's no doubt in my mind, people will always win, even in a VUCA environment. So whether you're a seasoned investor or a newcomer to the market, there are always opportunities to find value and build wealth in commercial real estate. So if you want to know the deals that I'm planning to invest in during this VUCA season, send me a private message 
through Instagram or through my website. And I can give you a little bit of the ideas of what I'm up to this year. So looking forward to chatting soon and keep growing that wealth. Thank you for tuning into the Endless Wealth Podcast. If you got value from this week's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It truly means so much to me to be able to get this information out to more hardworking women like you. Are you a mom in business that wants to learn about alternative investments like self-storage, oil and gas, ATMs, and their huge benefits? Then you'll definitely want to attend the Moms Alternative Investing Summit on September 21 and 22. It's completely free, so bring a friend, virtual as well. Go to momsinvestsummit.com to register. The expert guests will blow your algorithm on what's possible in investing. I am so excited to have you.